Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Leah and I am joined by Bonnie and Katie and Jen and we are talking about our one cool science gal. So Bonnie already talked about Rosalind Franklin and Katie already talked about Elizabeth Garnet Anderson. Garnet? Garrett. Elizabeth Garrett Anderson. (laughs) Uh, Before we dive back in, uh, I'm going to ask a random question of you all. I wanted to know... What do you think the next big discovery in science will be? And I didn't give you any time to prepare uh-uh. at no. all. So this is like, just tell me what you see. Just gut reaction. Oh, Warshak test. Very go. excited about <laughs> yes. the new telescope. The new telescope. The that is true. Telescope. Yes. Very excited. Has it launched it's yet? Launched. Okay. All right. It's we just there. haven't got images yet, right? It's opened up its its reflective yes. things. Yeah. I'm still, I need to look into why they're gold. I'm like, yes. why are they gold? I gotta right. look in. Like, there's gotta be a reason why they're gold. Right. Right. Um. So they're they're open. I think they're in the process of making sure they're all aligned. Configured. Properly. Yes. Right. Oh, that's true. The telescope is gonna be amazing. Yeah. I love that idea. I mean, who doesn't love space? I know. It's like space dinosaurs. Is Everybody is. loves dinosaurs. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. What do you guys think the next big science discovery will be? <laughs> Katie's like, please don't make okay. direct eye contact well, um... with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I hope they find it. Um, I, uh, being able to really farm in space or farm in Ooh. the foreign soil. Right. You know, the right. Mars soil or the. Um, not the moon soil, but yeah. finding some sort of nutrients within or being able to use it or add it or something. I think right. it would be fantastic if we had farms on Mars. Farms <laughs> on Mars. I do love <laughs> because the Because they have to be self-productive. Because I'm... Exactly. We, we can, can you guys all still hear, by the here. way? <laughs> I can. Did it go away again? Or is it still there? I think it's louder it's than it was it's before. It's a lot louder now. Okay, yeah. I was going to say. I'm like, somehow it got louder. Uh, nope, nope. Jiggle the cords. Sorry. <laughs> Let me just scream into it and then it'll be even better. Okay. I know what I hope is the next big yes. science discovery. Yeah. Something that can handle climate change. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Something Productive. that could like yeah. save planet Earth. But all of right. a sudden now I see like Star Trek, you know, the the oxygen makers or right. you know, the, the yes. oxygen machines to be able to do the CO2, you know, right. the, you know, deal with that and still be able to have oxygen or I don't know. It would be amazing. I mean, it'd be best if everybody could just quit destroying the planet that's what and I'm we thinking. could, you know, pass hey. some that. But that's not Bill's laws Stop like the money. be a little proactive. It's right. right. Exactly. So maybe we could just put some money into the science of figuring that shit out. If I know, of like saving the planet for people. And stuff. They figured it out. That's no true. One wants to do it. It's that's the true. implementing it, the actual, the doing it. So yes. instead of like doing anything about it, people just want to, you know, spend money making stupid stickers to put on gas Yay. pumps Sticker. because that's totally helping the situation. <laughs> Isn't it though? Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go for mine. Um, I love the idea of saving the planet. Yes, totally down with that. Uh, my secondary. <laughs> <laughs> we should do um, that. World peace. 
would be kind of brain science. I would love to see new innovations in brain science. I think that we have come a long way. We have mapped far more than 10% of the brain, which is always an urban myth. Um, But I think understanding uh, why we do things and how we do things will maybe convince the idiots that it's time for climate change. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like rewiring our brains and stuff. And that actually does link into my people. I know. I'm actually talking about two people. Because have y'all ever taken a personality test before? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Love it. Um, have any of you taken the Myers-Briggs, the one with mm-hmm. the INFJ? Mm-hmm. ENTP. You know what yours is? ENTP. ENTP. Katie, do you know what yours is? I kind of do. I know I'm an I. Yes. I think I'm an N. Yeah. I know I'm judging, so I'm always offended by that one. I'm like, what? Right. Okay. The <laughs> next one. Yes, right. The next one is, oh my gosh. Feeling or thinking, so an F or a T. Uh, I think it's T. You get to just pick this yeah. at this point, and then judging or perceiving. Oh, it's the judging. Oh, judging. Yeah. Okay, now that's the one I'm always I'm offended so about. Right, I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> judging, but I know. Right, you just take a different. You take a different approach. Yes, me. exactly. Do you know it? Have you ever taken one of the? I haven't taken. I know it's because there's 16 different. Yeah, the 16 things. personality yeah. types. I think I like or combos kind of, is like what it is. Some kind yeah. of weird offshoot one. I was like, this. Does There's not also seem the legit. big five. Yes. I was like, this doesn't seem legit, and I have no idea what it was. Oh. Was like, mm. There's a couple oh. of different ones, but the other major, uh, I guess, competitor to the Myers Briggs is the the big five, which basically does the same thing with different words. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. Um. Did you ever think it was designed by two men, Myers and Briggs? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's designed by a mother and daughter. Nice. Yeah. I so, had no idea. Right. I assume because so, everything we learned about in psychology was right. know, attributed to men. It had to be the psychology yeah. of men. Uh, well, that's what I'm going to tell you about today. I'm going to tell you about Myers and Briggs, uh, the mother and daughter. So Catherine Briggs was born in Michigan. Let's give her her, you know. Moment of silence. Moment of uh, appreciation for surviving (laughs) Michigan. Uh, But she was born in Michigan in 1875. Uh, Her parents both went to college, as did she. Nice. Um, After college, she got married and gave birth to three children, but only one of them survived. No. Yes, exactly. Um, The two of them died in infancy. The child who survived was Isabel. So Catherine obsesses over her only daughter like to a point of clinical not goodness okay um she talks about how she changed her living room to be quote a cosmic laboratory for baby training oh my (laughs) Uh uh-huh this baby is a miracle baby and it's going to be the best baby in the whole world and i'm going (laughs) to study her and learn why? why she lived. So oh. I think that Catherine was probably working through some postpartum, right? Yeah. And also some grief over her oh, other children. Um, but then again, I wasn't there. I've just been reading a lot of psychology books lately. So I'm just kind of putting an inference on there. Um, but after having, I don't know, 18 years of every moment of your life watched and studied <laughs> by your mother... <laughs> Uh, By 1917, Mama Catherine had started developing four different types of personality by watching her daughter. Now, these are the first ones. That is just based on all of her different personalities. No. Mommy dearest. That's how we get to 16. No, I'm just kidding. No. uh, The four types she had at first were meditative, spontaneous, executive, and sociable. Those were the first four that she had. Uh, But then her daughter went off to college. And guess what happened to her? 
mental breakdown. (laughs) She uh, thought it already started. Right. No, it was it was clearly in the works. Uh, Yeah. So she has a breakdown because her whole world was her daughter. Um, in 1923, she reads Carl Jung's book, The Psychology of Types, which I have this book and I put it away to bring it here and I forgot. But mm-hmm. Psychology of Types. Um, uh, Catherine reads this and becomes fully obsessed now with Carl Jung. She even writes erotic fiction about him. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine oh, gets obsessed obsessed about things anyway uh she is really determined to bring carl young's ideas to america um so i watched a cnn documentary um it's actually on hbo max and it's called persona the dark truths behind personality tests highly recommend it is very good it's really really good um so they described mama Catherine as being more spiritual you know trying to understand the world around her um and her daughter isabel as more business-minded so if this helps uh Catherine is more hot for teacher and isabel is like yeah i know my mom's got issues but i think i can make a buck here okay (laughs) so that's the dynamic that we have going on in the myers-briggs now Isabel loved being away from her mother um, and all of the research on her. She got married in 1918 to Clarence Myers. And then she kind of failed at being a mystery writer. Um, she kind of tanked it. Um, her second book was um, pretty racist. I'm not going to hide from it. Uh, it was called Give Me Death. It was following a detective investigating a series of suicides of a family who believed they had one drop of African-American blood in their system. Ooh. It is freaking terrible, right? So after Yikes. Isabella's writing career is over, like it's done, <laughs> World <laughs> War II is starting, okay? And mother and daughter decide- And they decide to reprint it? And no. Hitler bought it for everybody <laughs> in his army? I think they buried it deep, deep, <laughs> oh, deep okay. down. Uh, the documentary found it, and it was it was really trying to be shoved away, you know? <laughs> Um, but so the mother and daughter decided they wanted to rethink this profiles thing. Um, and they started looking at how people interacted with the world. Um, so the documentary talks about how they thought there was going to be this workplace shortage because of the war. Um, all of the men were going to go, uh, off to work. Uh, the ladies would fill the factories, but then when all of the men came back, what were they going to do with finding, you know, what workers to do? So in the documentary, it says, quote, and this is Catherine saying this if men could have a number on them like shoes then workplaces could avoid a painful fit so this is about putting a number, an INFJ, an ENTP on people so that you know whether or not they would fit for the job just crazy isn't it though (laughs) um so Catherine really wanted to help alleviate the pains of quote a bad fit that was her intention behind this um so the four types that they decided on and using a lot of carl Jung's uh archetypes were the the first one is either introverted or extroverted and then it's intuitive or sensing feeling or thinking judging or perceiving and it's all about the different combinations you get of these different ones and the test can vary but generally it's about like 150 to 200 questions and mm-hmm. the most famous one is if you're at a dinner party you know what i mean and yeah. it's your friends and it's two hours at the end of the evening are you drained or are you active you know what i mean and that's the introvert extrovert mm-hmm. kind of example so myers and briggs sold booklets and forms on their little personality test 
At the end of the war, they sold a lot of them to the OSS, which is what became the CIA. Um, and they used the test to find new intelligence officers in Europe, deciding if they were a good fit. <laughs> like a shoebox anyway uh in the 1950s uh the mother and daughter sold to major companies like standard oil general electric uh and they started using it on their employees like they read a few books and Uh then they just made this up there's like not been any kind of like there's no science testing i'm like covering this as science ladies there's been no (laughs) peer-reviewed documentation gives me a whole new direction for my life yes doesn't it it's kind of (laughs) cultish but um they also hospitals came to them and asked if they could do the personality test on their nurses to make sure their nurses were the type that would give the best kind of care to their patients um, and then also my, in the 1980s, my dad made me take one because he wanted to find out how much it like him I was. And when I wasn't like him, he, anyway, so now mm. Isabel, <laughs> uh, she, Isabel said she would not test anyone with an IQ less than a hundred because she thinks they wouldn't have cognitive abilities to understand any differences in their personality. Oh my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gets worse. <laughs> so she had a different test for women than men because women needed a scaling difference on feeling versus thinking because they had more emotions. <laughs> uh-huh. So for those that are following along at home, <laughs> we have traces of bias that are racist, ableist, classist, and sexist that are in this test. Right. And my first time taking it was in a college psychology. Amazing, right? And did they bring up any of this? Oh, no. Oh, none of the I thought it was two dudes that wrote it. Of course. In a very medical setting because it's pure science. It was the Cosmos Laboratory (laughs) (laughs) of the living room. (laughs) So if you are taking the Myers-Briggs test, I will say, if you're you're treating this like a Cosmo quiz and you're taking it for yourself, right? Sure. It's fun. You can connect with aspects of yourself that maybe you didn't know you had or like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot I have that. I should lean into that. Whatever. It's really fun. You do you. The 16 personality test, though, um, uh, I will say also to, you know, to not have it be too much of a Debbie Downer. I did find a really nice connection between me and my husband when I forced him to do this test as well. Right. So um, I'll share it just because that's a loose end to say I really had this fabulous connection with my husband over 16 personality test and then I don't share it. So um, so I trust everybody to like a fault. Like, I think there's goodness in everybody. Nobody's trying to do me wrong. And I usually get screwed over and hurt necessarily in that process. Where my husband sees everybody as untrustworthy. (laughs) And everybody's out to hurt him. And so he's always got his defenses on. So when I took this test, I saw he wanted to be a little bit more like me and trust people a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a little bit more like him and not trust as many people. So it was really nice that we kind of neutralized each other and kind of balanced each other right. So that's really cute, right? So that's why we kind of take these stupid tests because we can find those little elements. This test has been around since 1943. Honestly, 
it hasn't changed much since 1943. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it is still yeah. kind of the same base questions uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm it's hoping st- they don't have a women's version anymore. Though <laughs> I know, right? Oh, really? It's still the strongly agree disagree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The algorithm the could change, but the questions and the um the output is is still the same. Um, but they're cute because they make you feel seen and they make you have a connection and they also make you feel like a unique and delicate flower when really. <laughs> They're putting you in boxes. But anyway. um, All right. So these personality tests have become so used by companies that they are now a pre-screening tool for hiring people. Yes. So nearly 70 to 90 million applications go through one company, Unicrew, a year of personality profile test that they make people hire when they hire when they do an application this isn't even you have the job take a personality test this is you want to apply to us you have to take this personality test first right so this is now damaging people's lives and it's damn near criminal of what they're doing Um, by using these tests they are weeding out mental illness they're also weeding out introverts because extroverts score higher on the algorithm they're also taking out rebels which is me where i'd be like i ain't taking your test (laughs) but rebel but they are creating an underclass of permanently unemployable people because they can't pass a personality test to the satisfaction of an employer Right. So this starts to have a very eugenics feel about it. (laughs) Uh, It's all about weeding out of who gets to exist, who gets to have a job uh, based on this little test. So uh, in the documentary, the current Myers-Briggs Corporation, because it still exists as a corporation, says that it doesn't sell any of their tests to companies. Um, The thing is, it's in public domain and they never registered the letters. So anybody can do any kind of Myers-Briggs and say it's based upon and still keep doing this. And other companies can say it's a personality test. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just because it's not Myers-Briggs doesn't mean you can't give somebody a Myers-Briggs test for employment. Yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't sound like anything's backing up Myers-Briggs either. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What's the damn difference? They're not going out for it. So now (laughs) the grandchildren of Isabel Myers said that if uh, her grandmother was still alive today, she would fix this. She died in 1980. Eh. (laughs) She had plenty of time. (laughs) (laughs) From the 50s to the 80s when they were selling it to Big Oil and McDonald's and GE. So did they have two houses? Right. (laughs) I'll bet you they did. (laughs) Uh, But the fact is this test was put on the market in 1943 and it was sold to companies for employee retention and to decide who gets promotions. Um, It's the same test it's always been. It is very much loaded to clone the white male managerial type of person, the extrovert, the, you know what I mean? The judging and thinking that's what's, you know, built into the system. So now I don't fault these ladies for making this test. I really don't. I empathize that Catherine took home mama bear energy (laughs) and obsessed about her miracle baby. Like I get that. Um, I also get that Isabel wanted to make a book. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, it's just a piece of paper. It's a form. It's a Cosmo quiz. It's fun. Whatever. Um, I think the intentions to help people were there most of the time. Most of the, you know, helping employers figuring out what shoebox to label men. Uh, But I also think that they had a bias. And the real problem is 
that bias is still in the test. And we're pretending that that bias isn't in the test is the problem. But here's what's really scares me. And this is why I'm like the monster for bringing this up on the science episode. But um, I come to the end of my research and I'm thinking about these personality tests and how they're everywhere. Remember when we used to take BuzzFeed quizzes all the time? Yeah, Yeah, that was so Facebook knew what ads to sell us. Okay. (laughs) That's what that was all about. Um, But I kept thinking about we now have a generation that has spent their entire life online. So even if they never took a Myers-Briggs test, we now, unfortunately, through AI, have so much information built up about their profiles that they could still be put into a box of employable, non-employable, promotable, not promotable, just from the little breadcrumbs that we have on the computers. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this little thing that Myers-Briggs started is freaking out there already. (laughs) And we're lucky that it's only like half of our lives (laughs) (laughs) have been, you know, online and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But kids now i mean it even comes down to be online right it'll come down to maybe what school grants they get or you know what i mean scholarships or who knows what it's just if it's if it's put in the wrong hands of this information that is being collected because we don't know what to do with it just yet it's out there so thank you for coming to my ted talk i'm sure everybody's really freaked out right now about the internet and myers Briggs. by the way i'm an infj i am the one (laughs) percent Of course you Makes are. me a shiny little unicorn of damaging <laughs> behaviors. <laughs> but yeah, right? Myers-Briggs. So you said there's a company, not like their company, but some other company. I'm like, so... Like Unicrew? Making, yeah. Uh, the one before that. Big kind of, Five? I don't know. Okay, so yes. You say there's a company. I'm like, so... They're making money if it's a company. Right. There's the Myers-Briggs <laughs> Corporation. Oh. I don't know really. If they're not selling the test, what are they doing? Yeah. I don't know if it's books about the assessment of it. I don't know if it's research for... and personality types. I really don't know what the corporation so does now. charging for the actual test. Because no. they can. It's in public domain. I mean, they could try. You know, I know there's books about it and there's classes about it, but... I don't know if that's really what they're doing, but they say they're not selling personality tests to employers for hiring, screening, or promotional things. Then again, it's a documentary. They could have said that and be like, yeah, but tomorrow we're starting it. (laughs) (laughs) Or we just are also in bed with other companies, you know what I mean, under other subsidiaries, and we take some funneling money from them. Do we know what scores the ladies get? Um, I'll bet you we do. I didn't write down what theirs were though. Oh. But I'll bet you they took it and I know there was uh they were on TV quite a few times too. Mm-hmm. Um and so they probably I have it mentioned in there of <laughs> what their personality was. I will put it in the show notes. How about that? Oh, okay. Cuz to see what uh to see what mama did and yeah. what sister did mm-hmm. is quite interesting. But yeah, and I'm going to be on the lookout for her book. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm, because that's some um, tragic racist Can you also look for the Carl Young erotica? Oh, yeah, I'll look for that. Okay. I'll bet you that was like a magazine contest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a private drawer of some kind. need a copy of that, too. I will also see... Uh, I like some good... <laughs> good Carl Young. He's yeah. a looker, that Carl Young. Did you look him up of how hot he is? 
Oh, I know. Okay. Isn't he the bald guy? <laughs> no, he's oh, not he's Freud. Not no, he Freud actually has hair. Guy? That's Freud with the oh. beer mustache. Nice beer mustache, skinny bald, guy. Bald. Yeah. Carl okay. Jung is kind of like a. Um, he's a roundish man. <laughs> He's just one big round guy with a uh, white hair, very thick German accent. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you find him? Yeah. <laughs> I love your face, but oh God. Oh no, you can't unsee I mean... that. You see it, right? This is hot. <laughs> I will also put a show, in the show notes a picture of Carl Jung. <laughs> oh goodness. I think I we've mean, all learned something here today. This is Carl Young <laughs> scrapbook page of her with him with a heart around That's a little baldy. I mean, when he's gotten older. Oh, yes. Okay, that's right. You're right. Okay. okay. I mean, he's not like bald, bald. He's got like the side yes. shit. He's, he's got my grandpa's widow peak. Yes. Depends <laughs> what age Carl Young you look at. Um, it's They're all old. I mean, he didn't come out with this stuff. In- Are you he kidding? He born oh, old. Look he's at been- that. Okay, sexy dark brows and tiny glasses. He didn't know shit at that age. (laughs) Sinister? Yeah. Yeah. German? Definitely (laughs) Slytherin. Slytherin? Slytherin. It's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad we've come back to uh, to Carl. But any other questions about the Myers Briggs ladies uh, well, before uh, I wrap her up? <laughs> do you know if there was any influence onto the the anagram numbers then? Because now any type of personality letter or number right. that I've even tried to look at, I'm questioning. Right. Exactly. Uh, no. There... No, you don't know, or no, there's no. Con- uh, there's probably a connection because it's going to be. Um, Carl Jung had nine types. Was it nine types or was it 12 types now that I'm thinking about it? There's nine volumes, but then one of the books that I have has three different types in it. Anyway, Hmm. he has where it's like mother, trickster, uh, rebel, you know, entertainer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he had those different um, types. And so they took from him, but then they also took from their kind of awareness and their black and white, honestly, of looking, well, you got to be introvert or you got to be extrovert. You can't be both. Whatever. Um, And but those letters are very commonly then translated to any other test under the same name. Right. Yeah. And none of it's copyrighted or protected or anything like that. So, yeah. Because there's even new ones that are like the four letters of the Myers-Briggs plus an extra letter. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah. I was was like equal or something. Right. There's no like... Yeah, it's like a dash or a slash and then there's an extra letter in there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just adding on to racism i mean it's just adding on to things <laughs> but again you take it for fun with a bunch of drunk girlfriends Woohoo! isn't this great oh my gosh i'm gonna marry johnny Depp. like you know sorry probably a bad reference right now he's in divorce court crying uh, for his oh, life Lord of mercy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when i was in the 1980s that was who you were gonna marry <laughs> right all right. Well, I will wrap her up. Hold on a second. I have to find the page. You know, like, I feel like every time I've taken a test like that, I've yeah. like hated the, like the whole experience. And then when I get mm-hmm. to the end, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yes, it is. It's like uh, with like horoscope stuff. Like as much as I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of hooey. Like mm-hmm. I am such a fucking Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Right. Exactly. Like, You're lamest, like, damn it. It's right. Gone. The Gone. lamest freaking Zodiac too. <laughs> like we're gonna organize your shit oh jenna's a virgo too and he's such a virgo oh 
so lame. See, yeah. look at that. Well, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for another cool woman in history as the Girls Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Galsguide patron today. Thanks for listening.